0: Hey, I'm Garrett. I'm Daniel. And this is Modern Gays. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about... Am I the drama?
1: I don't think I'm the drama. Am I the villain? Yeah, girl, you're the villain. <laughs> <laughs> so quick story time. We were going to dinner and we walked past a crew of girls who happened to show a dick pic on a main road to her friends i heard them screaming so i looked over and in a public setting i was like yes girl get it because it was a massive you know pippies <laughs> so like i was authentically living myself what is a pippies a <laughs> <laughs> penis okay there you go so like i saw this giant <laughs> penis on her phone and I was like, yes. so, wait, so wait a minute.
0: So you walked past this girl, a group of girls.
1: I they walked, were all chatting. Yeah.
0: And this girl turns her phone around and it's a giant penis.
1: Yeah. And I don't know if she got it from Google. I don't know if it was a guy she was dating. I don't know the background, obviously, because we we're walking together. And they all screamed. They were screaming. I thought something happened. So I looked back and then I saw on her phone this giant penis. Was it real? Yeah, it looked very real. Like it was, you know, had like a little curve. <laughs> it was attached to a body. It was so attached much. to a body. But uh, like I yelled, Yes. And like probably five or seven years ago, I would have never done that. Mm. And they kind of looked at me like, what are you, what, like, what's wrong? And I was like, girl, you're showing a penis on a main public road to your friends for the public eye to see. Yeah. She thought I was a villain. Why? Because the look she gave me was like insulting. So
0: what is dramatic? What's too loud?
1: What's What's too much? I personally think it depends on the different scenarios that, you might be involved in. I think there is some degree where too much is too much, um, and then where too much is not enough. You come across to me as someone who is just really loud, really
0: open, really blunt at times, very authentic, and very just kind of no shit's given. You're going to twirl, you're gonna dance, you're
1: gonna say it how it is. I feel like that has happened. More so as I've gotten older, I'm not going to lie. Also, when I started to embrace my queerness or gayness a lot more as well and like authentically owned that, I didn't really care what people thought about me. I was trying to tiptoe around others and not be happy. And I didn't want to do that anymore. So I was like, no, I'm putting myself first. I got to put me first, Lucius. And I was just like, fuck this. I'm going to like just be me that is one of the greatest attributes that you have mm. and to
0: embrace that and to be as loud as you can possibly be. You're really lucky to yeah. have people and and friends and family that just embrace that.
1: Mm.
0: For me, I'm the quiet one. You're the
1: quieter one. I wouldn't say you're fully quiet, but you're quieter.
0: But that came with age. So I think when, mm. when I was younger, when I was a child, I was so loud. I was so friendly. I was just like, my arms were just like reaching out to all my friends all the time. And then, As I got a little bit older, I really went introverted and Mm. I became really shy. And I was like the biggest nerd. I had a bowl cut and I had, then I had a step cut and glasses. And glasses.
1: Which was really cute.
0: And then I just, I mean, I thought I was the ugly duckling. And then looking back at myself as a child, and I was like, oh, you're actually a cute kid. But I was so self-conscious and I went from loud to quiet mm. and I really had to learn how to be loud again. And I really don't think I got my voice back until maybe I was 30. But why did you go quiet is the question? I don't know why I went quiet. There wasn't like a traumatic event in my life, but luckily. <laughs> I grew up with a gay aunt who was my mom's best friend and like very present in our life. And she was so proud of her queerness and always forward-facing and built a family with her partner at the time. I just was always around queerness and gayness. Mm. So I think as a kid, I knew I was a bit different and I didn't know how to formulate it or put it into words. And somehow I went a little insular. I went in Mm.
1: rather than out. Knowing you, I feel like... You go in when you're observing and thinking. So I feel like maybe those moments when you went in and this is just an observation, but maybe you went in because you were just figuring it out. Yeah. Well, I took major steps to figure it out and Mm. to come out. Like I was
0: out with some of my friends before I told any of my closest friends and my closest family. Once I came out to my family and that was a really welcoming experience for me and a really beautiful experience for me with my family. I then was on a crash course to grow up as gay people. Mm. Your development can be sometimes stunted. You don't get to develop as quickly as some other kids because you're having a hard time processing a core piece of who you are. I didn't necessarily really even know who I was or who I wanted to be or who I could be even at that age. hundred percent. So for the next 10 years after that, I was really coming into myself.
1: We say, or we add the but after we come out because we want to be accepted, you know? So it's like, okay, I'm going to come out and this is just me. But like you said, you haven't even figured out your identity or who you are yet because that evolves and that comes into it over time. Coming back to the theme of this episode, it's really about
0: loudness dramatic loudness and we talk about like am I the drama in the sense of how dramatic can I be how how loud can I be how joyful and expressive and like outwardly living can I be with my full authentic identity and a big part of that is being gay being in a gay relationship you're my husband we want to build a family together there's Mm -hmm. certain things that we want to
1: see happen in the world and us building a family together is drama to some people, right? Like drama... Drama in the sense of how just you're perceived, you and
0: loud and just the volume yeah. already turned up. Okay. The people who we see living in Melbourne and Los Angeles who are like just being outwardly facing and joyful mm. and expressive of their personality, the dramatic effect of that is the drama for me. That's how I interpret, am I the drama? Mm. Yes, I'm the drama. Sometimes I'm the drama and I love being the drama and I love being that kind of person who's really just letting that part
1: of myself live and be loud. But isn't that funny as well, like how you kind of said, like there are people that are so out there, right? And they're so vibrant and they're authentically themselves. But I think it's interesting how in different situations and in different environments, people kind of adjust who they are or they dim their light so that...
0: Others can handle you.
1: (laughs) Others can handle you, exactly.
0: what's interesting about being in different environments and feeling that you kind of have to dial yourself up or down depending on who you're with. Mm-hmm. You've turned on different personas in a way in who you're interacting with. Mm. Like if you're going to walk into the bank and you're just like going to talk to a bank teller <laughs> and you're not going to be like, like, Hey girl, unless you know this person, unless you're like friendly with them. And they're, like, if they're just a full on stranger, mm. I would say like, we wouldn't walk in dramatically taking off our sunglasses and like applying some lip gloss and like being <laughs> like, girl, how's your day going? But other people, too. The shine is bright with some people, and that is so incredible. That's drama. That's the drama, right? Mm. That's the dramatic effect of who you are. And mm. I keep spinning this drama into a positive thing because I think a drama, our lives are dramatic. Dra- drama is the essence of life. You're like you just you go from hills and valleys and hills and valleys and everything that you achieve in your life. Mm-hmm. All of that is so dramatic. Mm. And, and it's th- a good thing.
1: Yeah. The fact that Scarlet Envy. Oh, said, "Am I the drama? I don't think I'm the drama." Like, she was triggered.
0: So, is this this is the origin
1: of this is where it originated "Am I the from. drama?" Correct. Yeah. Am I so, the it's villain? a famous quote that has gone fully viral on TikTok. Lady Gaga's posted it. Like, everyone has fully posted it. So, let's quickly recap what happened on RuPaul's Drag Race with Scarlet Envy for her to have this iconic quote: "Is it me? Am I the drama?" Like, what happened? Scarlet Envy, a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race, was.
0: Just in a reflective moment of, am I causing drama? Why is conflict kind of surrounding me? Mm-hmm. In the workroom, in the show, as she was living her life and competing. On the season. There's always a bit of kind of contention and drama around her that seemed to
1: follow her. There's always one that they kind of target, right? Yeah, and then sometimes I would say, you'll, it, you could say it's like it's editing. Like RuPaul said. She wanna blame it on the edit. Blame, blame it, it on the
0: edit. Anyway. <laughs> she did say what she said. <laughs> and anyway, she was having a self-reflective moment where she was saying, like, well, how am I being perceived? Am I coming off as the villain? Am I Mm -hmm. being dramatic? Mm. Am I the drama? Am I the villain? And I don't think I'm the drama. She was really being reflective, saying, like, I don't think I'm causing any issues, which I think talks about the perception. So we've spun Am I the Drama in a way of being positive and being loud and being authentic. But in other scenarios where we are with our peers and our friends and people that we, like, love to hang out with and engage with... When is your loudness and authentic behavior cross the line? There's still perception on how loud you are and how authentic you are. Of course. Whether you're with your family. At the shops with your mom. With our friends out at a gay bar. Mm -hmm. There's all these different environments where things can be perceived in different ways and you may be dialing yourself up and down depending on where you're at and you are being authentic in who you are in your queerness and in your gayness. That part of your personality is never too much for all the people that love you. It shouldn't be maybe in the Scarlet Envy situation where she was saying some not so nice things or she was behaving in a way that other contestants didn't appreciate. In that situation, Scarlet Envy was being the villain She was being authentic, she was being herself, she was being unapologetically her. The point is is that you have potential of being unaware or not empathetic of what's going around you, other people's energies, where they're at in the competition,
1: where they are in their lives. I think you can be aware. I think we should talk about this for a minute. But I think there's also the flip side where people are considerate, but they don't give a fuck. Correct. You know, they're like... That's how they feel. That's on them. That's not on me. So I feel like, yes, I, I fully agree with you. Let's move away from like identity. Let's talk about a behavioral moment, right? Like if we're catching up with some friends or we're sharing a story or they're sharing a story and they're projectile vomiting their vent session on us. Yeah, maybe in that moment, they don't care about how we feel because they are so in their feelings, up in their feels that that is their priority right now. Like they want to be heard and they want to be seen. I'm just going to be here to like create that space to have them talk to me because obviously they feel comfortable to come and vent that to me, right? But how do you balance that? Like how do you do that
0: in your dramatic way and in your full and fully what you need? What's a good way that you can avoid being the villain in that case? Oh, it's in that very case? easy.
1: I would just simply communicate, hey, this situation is happening to me. I feel like chatting about it or I need to talk to someone about this. Do you feel comfortable listening to me or are you open to hearing me out? Like you have to ask. You don't ask people, but I think we should. Because one, you probably get a better response from the person that you're venting to because they're prepared. They're going to be in a headspace to know what situation they're coming into and They're going to be all ears and all focus on you to help you resolve that situation. Yes. Rather than throwing them off guard and then they're rolling their eyes like, oh my God, here we go again. You know, like just preparing the person.
0: Yeah. And I think that is a perfect example of checking in with the people that you're interacting with and being aware of what is going on with them so that you can, A, Just have an authentic connection with someone who you care about and Mm -hmm. then be 100% yourself and express yourself in any way that you need to. And then just create space for the other person Person that's listening. We do fuck up. Sometimes we go selfish and Mm -hmm. we just need to just vent and drop and not think about it or we don't check in. And with that, you do run the risk. Of getting into a habit or a routine of
1: becoming me, me, exactly
0: becoming a me 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 me.
1: There are some people that are just like fully chilled, fully introverted, and they're happy to just be in the presence of somebody else that's their friend and just listen to them.
0: Yeah, and that's why you need a dynamic group of friends, and yeah. I think that's a really another way of building the circle around you is having different types of personalities, different types of people that have different types of experiences. Good point. We talked about being dramatic Dramatic. and owning your dramatic sense of self drama in the sense of a positive expression of who you are and really allowing that to be presented in a loud way Mm -hmm. and not feeling that you have to dial yourself back. We talked about personification, where you might change the way that you present yourself to certain people. And just on the basis of how authentic you are, how loud you are, you might dial that back and forth with all aspects of your personality, but specifically with your queerness or with your gayness, depending on who you're with. And sometimes you have to question, are you doing it to make yourself feel more comfortable? Correct. And how is that affecting you? And Mm. maybe that's some work or some mirror that you might want to hold up and look at yourself and be more self-reflective. And then we have the idea of being too dramatic and crossing over to the villain when you're being inauthentic, when you're not being aware of other people's People's energy and needs. and needs. Yeah. So now we have the villain and we have the drama. And I think... Are we both things mm. at points
1: of our lives? I, th- I personally think yes. I personally think no. Why? Because I don't think being extremely selfish sometimes can make you a bad person. No. And I think that being selfish just means that there is room for growth and that there is room for like self-reflection and that there is room for evolution. If I was to define a villain it would be this politician who said that a gay couple who just had a baby through surrogacy was a pedophile. Yeah. She's a villain. She is the villain.
0: This this, uh, politician is the villain.
1: The politician would be a villain. I wouldn't say someone that is, you know, a bit selfish would be a villain compared to her. Right, so like this couple, these two
0: men mm-hmm. who uh, are building their family through IVF and through surrogacy, and they just had their twins. So they aren't very private people. They they did they shared share their story, their story and yeah. a lot, um, which has a beautiful effect for so many people and also a negative effect mm-hmm. for them because mm-hmm. they do get a lot of vitriol or a lot of trolling, but you don't expect a senator or a lawmaker.
1: <laughs> like, She's a far right-wing senator, so you do expect that.
0: you shouldn't because there should be certain kind of Protocols and certain kind of decorum that's set in place for Correct. people who, who are in power. Well,
1: I say that it's expected, sadly, because that's the world we're currently America in right now. Look at, all, look at all these bills that are coming in around around trans people and around gay people as well, like marriage equality and things like that.
0: So in their case, they were living out loud, living authentically and sharing their story as this couple who was having a kid mm-hmm. and inspiring other families mm-hmm. and also educating other families on how to navigate this very complex Correct.
1: process. Which it is very complex.
0: and celebrating this joyous moment of having these beautiful babies as they do in hospitals after the birth of a child. There's like skin-to-skin contact. Contact. And the video just portrayed the nurses placing the babies on the dad's chest, chest, and they were having that connective moment. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the senator grabbed the video and then published it on their social media channels. To six million people. To six million people and said that these beautiful people were pedophiles just because they were a gay couple having children. Right. She's the villain. Yeah. Period. She's the villain. This is the perfect example of the perception of how you're living your authentic, beautiful life Mm -hmm. as an out and proud Mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. And then having someone who has this negative perception and going full scale, active, War nearly right. on on your family, right? <laughs> kind of gaslighting and re na- like narrating this beautiful moment into a really
1: terrible one. Whether you're gay, straight, queer, male, female, trans, whatever it is, if you are authentically living yourself, you shouldn't feel like you need to one dim that and two you are not the villain. Yeah,
0: just for you being dramatic you are not the villain. Just by you living your life and being authentic and being proud of who you are, you are not the villain.
1: I actually think most of the time, the actual villain, they don't even know they're the villain. Mm. They don't know they're the villain. But the villain will make you feel like you're the villain. They will throw it back to you. I'm not the villain you are because you're triggering me. And I think that's sad.
0: From my experience of living in America in 2008 and having Obama be elected to president, of the United States. And then also going through the marriage equality acts, there has been so much progression and so much achievement for gay people. However, there has been this like pendulum that kind of swings back the other way, where mm. a lot of that progression has been reversed. Mm. And now even with RuPaul's Drag Race, where you have 15 seasons of a show and six or seven spinoffs of the show internationally. And you have such a huge push for drag as an art form, as an expression. Mm -hmm. And people are really celebrating that um, and, and learning about it for the first time. Now there's a lot of regulations and pushback coming in America against drag because mm. every time we push forward and we get louder there's also this this fear that comes from the other side mm. that doesn't understand and doesn't want this kind of change and is pushing back.
1: The sad thing is is we perceive the other side and when I say other side is like let's say like voting for marriage equality in Australia right you had to vote to decide whether we could get married. Whoever voted no we saw them as a villain and you're not allowing us to live authentically or get married. That defines you as a villain. But for them, we are villains because we are living our true self. And I think there's a big difference to like how each side sees, sees the other as a villain.
0: You are just living your life and you have an opposition to that. That's coming forward and saying you're doing something wrong. Mm. So you are the villain But then you're just living your life saying like, well, no, am I the villain? No, I don't think I'm the villain. I know I'm not the villain. You're the villain. It's this really disgusting like 180 or like this kind of manipulation of a situation where it's trying to peg expressive, authentic people who are just living their best lives and loving who they love Mm. and then being told they're a certain negative thing and then you're kind of in this place of contemplation if you don't have a really strong awareness and grasp of who you are. So this idea of even asking yourself, am I the drama, am I the villain, is actually a good thing sometimes because it's about self-reflection. Mm-hmm. It's about checking in with yourself mm-hmm. and it's about understanding what's going on around you. Are you being the villain when your intention's not right, mm. when you're not being present, you're being rude, or not when you're not being empathetic to yeah. others around you? And But just- I will
1: never be a villain for being gay or proud of my sexuality or not being married to you or wanting to start a family i would never be the villain no. for wanting a better life for us
0: yeah and you're also never the villain when your intention is pure and when you are really trying to be empathetic yeah. and connect with other people yeah. to help them or to better them to offer your advice mm-hmm. to give feedback and that's really important and having friends and having people in your life that are willing to accept that is a really wonderful thing because that means that they trust you and they love you and they think what
1: you're offering is valuable.